Hey, you made it. It is now Friday, February 24th, the final episode of this week for the Locked on Penguins podcast. We have a lot to cover today, as you all can see from the YouTube audience. My wonderful Black Lab Thrawn is having the time of his life on the sofa. It looks like he's probably going to get down. My German Shepherd is also in here as well. Yep, <clears throat> he is getting down and knocking over stuff because that's who he is. But for today's episode, Kasperi Captain is on waivers. What that means now and going forward for the Pittsburgh Penguins, how that was a colossal failure for Ron Hextall. That's coming up right after this drop. And we're going to get into Ron Hextall's press conference and what he had to say about them being a buyer versus a seller. It's all coming up right after this. Your Locked On Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Hunter Hodes. You want to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Eleanor Store Penguins. And, of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. You can visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And speaking of this, just the, the show in general, um, <clears throat> the YouTube uh, audience is growing at a substantial rate. In the last month, 61 new subscribers. Well, up to 852 right now, 148 away from 1K. That is my next short-term goal for the channel. It also gets monetization for the channel. Um, thank you all so much for continuing to grow that channel. And just thank you all so much for continuing to listen as well. You know, the audio is continuing to, to boom as well. So let's jump right into this. The big news of the day in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, as you can see, it, you know the sun is coming in here a little bit. Recording this about five o'clock in the afternoon on Friday. A lot colder today. Seventy on Thursday. Thirty-five today with wind chills in the twenties. Fake spring at its finest in the four one two. But with that, Kasperi Kapanen placed on waivers. I knew something was up when I saw he wasn't at practice. We all saw the trade rumors. I'm like, okay, he's going to be held out for trade related reasons. A lot of other teams have been doing that. Nope. Uh, Ron Hextall informed Mike Sullivan before practice that he will be placed on waivers. That just goes to show that no one wanted him on the trade market. And it's kind of hard to uh, to not see why with that. And, you know, this move, this just goes to show, Yins, what a colossal failure that two-year $6.4 million deal was just eight months ago. Eight months was all it took to get Kasperi Kapanen basically out of town. You know, we'll get to if he'll clear his waivers in just a second. But <clears throat> I kept telling people, I, I told people the day that deal was signed, it's going to look bad. It was a stupid decision. You're basically giving him a raise for having a bad year. And some people came told me like, Hunter, you don't know what you're talking about. He's going to surprise you, all that stuff. <clears throat> did he though? D- did he though? No, he did not. And, you know, you can certainly make the case that Brock McGinn should have been put on waivers over Cabin. I mean, he's he's gone 24 straight games without a point at this point. But, you know, Kapanen, you know, he's played 162 regular season games with them, 29 goals, 53 assists. If my math is correct, that's 82 points. I mean, so half a point per game, usually you think, oh, that's okay, not bad production for a bottom six player. But then you do, you go to this year, right? 
and you look at what he's done. I'm just pulling up his hockey reference here just real quick. I know I'm terrible. I didn't have that pulled up to start. And you look at his stats this season, only seven goals in 43 games, 20 points in 43. So again, half point per game there. It's not good enough. Seven goals when you're getting paid 3.2 million. And we played almost 60 games of this season. Unacceptable. That's, that's not enough. And you know, Ron Hextall said at best, you know, we, you know, we thought he was going to be a bit better this season. We, we rewarded him with that contract. It didn't work out that way. And we needed to make a change. And you are all probably wondering, is he going to get claimed? My answer? No. What team is going to take him? Anaheim, maybe. Chicago. Columbus. Other than that... <clears throat> I can't think of a team that's going to claim him. Vancouver, maybe, with the Jim Rutherford connection. Other than that, I don't know who's going to take him. I think he's going to go unclaimed, and they're going to have to reassign him to Wilkes-Barre. And at that point, I believe if I, according to if I cap friendly, if, if that's right, according to, if they're right there, and I'm sure they are, he's just still going to count $2 million against the cap when he's not even playing. Like, <clears throat> well, what are we doing here? You knew this was going to be such a bad deal. I, I actually, I should say, most people knew it was going to be such a stupid deal when it was signed. And yet, you know, he still went out and did it and defended it and said he's going to be a different player. Ron Hexall that is and yada, yada, yada. That was a bad year for him. We expect more out of him. No, man. No. He's been this kind of player his entire career. That's not going to change. He was good during the short season because he caught lightning in a bottle playing next to one of the greatest players of this generation. People really thought he was going to keep up. He had 30 points in 40 games that season, 2020, 2021, right? Jens thought he was going to keep up that and have a 60-point season in 82 games? No. That was never going to happen. I mean, no. And I hate to say this wasn't deserved. It was. But... Nothing sums up the Ron Hextall tenure. This was a perfect tweet. I didn't come up with this one. I came up with the other one where it said, where I said that, you know, it just goes to show how much of a failure it was. But from Adam Gretz, you know, his, the whole Ron Hextall era, it's summed up by waving captain only eight months after signing that contract. And oh yeah, you still need to send someone else down to create salary cap space to bring back Jan Ruda, who was just signed eight months ago as well, when you didn't even need to sign him because they had six to seven quality defensemen. <laughs> I just... Oh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't. It's, it's hilarious. You know, and I'll get to Ron Hextall's comments in just a second because this ha- his comment about the salary cap has something to do with this. But man, if that does, if those two tweets don't sum up Ron Hextall's tenure so far, what does, man? What does? He even admitted that part of this was due to Jan Ruda coming back. It looks like he is going to play on Saturday. The, the, the defensive pairing today, Jumel Matang, Pedersen Petrie, and uh, Joseph and Ruda. So it looks like Chad Ruda will be a healthy scratch. They still, they still need to do something else. And you're probably wondering, Hunter, what is that? I'll try to tell you here. So with Kapanen, being on place on waivers. If someone claims him, they do not have to do anything else. Three million goes off your books. Okay, salary cap space. Good stuff. 
But if he doesn't go unclaimed, goes down to Worksbury, you still need to clear, I believe the number per cat friendly puck PD is like 1.15 million, something like that. It's right around there. So you have to send someone else down or put someone else on waivers. Two names come to mind. Mark Friedman, but <clears throat> Mark Friedman is also hurt right now. He practiced today in the extra role. I don't really know how close he is to playing. If he's hurt, you can't put him on waivers. Um, and yes, he he will need waivers to go to go back down to Wilkesbury. What they may have to do is send Drew O'Connor down, go eleven to seven because Danton Heinen is going to be in the lineup tomorrow, and they may only have to play with eleven forwards and seven defensemen. Genius masterclass stuff from the Penguins general manager right there, folks. That's what might have to happen tomorrow. Just a total epic dumpster fire from him. And this was all avoidable. You didn't have to give him that 3.2 million. You didn't have to give Jan Ruda 2.75 million. You didn't have to sign any of them at all. It's just, I, I, you know, I'm going to get more fired up the more I talk about it. But yeah, that, that's what this means for now and the future. Cross your fingers that someone takes this very captain. I'm not betting on it. You know, the, the smart bet is on no one claiming him, but they'll have to make another move. So, <clears throat> yeah. Yay. That's that's the big news um, of today. Coming up in the second segment, Ron Hexall had a surprise um, media conference today. Well, I'm going to get into the main points that I took away from it. Are the Penguins going to be buyers or sellers at the deadline? What kind of deal is he looking for? And his comments about the team in general. And then later on in the show, we're going to preview the game against the St. Louis Blues on Saturday. But before we get to that, um, let's take a second to talk about Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all that fat and calories, then you got to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me when you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then man, I've got just the thing for you. You got to try Built. With Built Healthy, is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious that you won't think they're good for you. They're perfect for your New Year's resolution, even though New Year's is almost two months you know, past at this point. I'm not sure how Bill does it, that these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are also healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar and with a whopping 17 grams of protein. So you can have your New Year's Walmart watch today, Sam's Club, get your local flavors there, cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs, all that good stuff. You know, you can thank me later when it comes to that. All right, I'm back in this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Hunter Hodes, you want to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes, follow the show's Twitter at LRSR Penguins. And of course, <clears throat> thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So very surprised press conference today from the man, the myth, the legend, <clears throat> Ron Hextall. And okay, what is this? Just saw this on my Twitter. Um, wow. Okay, this is big news. Warner Bros. Discovery tells teams it wants out of the regional sports network business. Um, that's okay. That affects the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm going to get to that in just a second. Anyways, um, there's a chance that AT&T Sportsnet might, might not um, be a thing anymore. Okay, so um, we're going to punt that. We're going to table that conversation for later. But, again, Ron Hextall spoke to the media today. His first time speaking in just a few weeks. <clears throat> Definitely think the fans have something to do with that, by the way. Uh, I'm just saying. They don't chant that fire Hextall last night. I don't think he comes out today and speaks. <clears throat> I'm just reading into I'm just reading into that. But he had a lot of things 
Tuesday today. Um, you're all are probably wondering if you didn't, if you're not on social media and stuff, <clears throat> what are the Penguins' plans at the deadline? So he was asked by a couple other members of the media, and he's they're not the Penguins are not selling. That's not in their MO. I I I've I've come around a little bit on it. I've said I wouldn't mind if they sold off some assets to try to get better for the offseason, a la Washington Capitals, but this is not how the Penguins operate and have operated during the Crosby Malkin era. Even when they stunk in 2014-15, they still bought at that deadline. Jim Rutherford went out and got, <clears throat> didn't he go out and get Daniel Winnick at that trade deadline, I'm pretty sure, for their bottom six? He also went out and got, <clears throat> I believe he swapped, it was either, was it for that deadline? I believe it was when they went out and got Maxime Lapierre for Marcel Gotch. Went out and bought. They had no reason to. They could have just punted. But no. This is not how this organization operates. But the kicker with that is this. Hextall did say he is not in the rental market. He is not interested in trading futures or any assets for the rentals. He said if they are going to make a deal, and it sounds like they will, and it's going to be for someone who can help now and can help later on. So that means a player with term. I want Jacob Trickman. For those that did not see, check out Rob Rossi's article in The Athletic. Penguins have been linked to Chickman. Mike Sullivan wants him. The coaching staff wants him. Hextall is hesitant to do it because he doesn't want to give up a 2025 and 2026 first round pick. I'll get to that in just a second. Get my full details on that. Get my full thoughts on that. But, but, I agree with Ron when it comes to that part of the deadline. If you want to go out and make a deal and try to help the team, if you're not selling and you're not punting on this season, it has to be a player that has term. They got lucky that Ricardo Kale came back because that was probably going to be a rental. You know, he's usually doesn't go after rentals there. But that's where I think someone like Trickman makes sense because he has a lot of term left on his deal. He's very young, only making 4.6. That also, I will say this, Timo Meyer makes sense there. He's only an RFA after this season. That's not rentals. Most, most RFAs sign back with their own teams unless you rarely see an offer sheet these days. Could be someone else, but those are the two that pop into my mind. Maybe he's going after someone else. But in terms of looking at their deadline plans, they plan to buy. You all can disagree with that. I, I kind of disagree with it a little bit, but that's what he is going to do or that's what his plan is as of right now. Now, um, he also did say um, a couple other interesting things. He was asked about Jeff Carter. He goes, I think you look at our bottom six. For some reason, it hasn't quite fit. We're trying to find pieces that would fit. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. For some reason, it hasn't fit. For some reason. Hmm. I wonder why, Mr. Hextall, I wonder why it hasn't fit. Is it A, the players aren't that good, B, the players drive no offense, or C, all of the above? If you circled C on your multiple choice exam, you would be correct. Almost everyone on the bottom six is bad. There, I answered your question. I don't know why he has to just frame it like that. Most people that saw this bottom six going into the season knew it was going to stink. At least I felt like uh, most people on Penguin Twitter, most people that cover the team, <clears throat> at least that was the consensus I was getting. I was saying that all to you all 
if you all were listening to the show at that point. I was saying that was one of the biggest weaknesses I had or one of the biggest issues I had about this team from the offseason going into this season was how bad the bottom six was going to be. Thankfully, I was actually right about something. You know, sometimes that's not always the case. But, you know, it's almost like, wow, you know, we're all trying to find the guy who did this here. And then he got told about Carter. I think Jeff has done some good things. I think at times he's played well. There's times where he could play better than he's played. But overall, he's a big face-off guy for us. He's a penalty kill guy for us, and he fills a role. You know, I don't even want to waste my time on that. You know, he's delirious. Jeff Carter's done nothing all year. I'm <laughs> I, I'm going to leave it at that, <clears throat> um, uh, to, to say the least. Um, you know, he also said he understands the chance from last night. He says, but you're not going to change what he does and does not do. You know, again, um, whatever, uh, I guess, w- w- when, when it comes to that. Um, there's another quote that I did see here. If I can try to <clears throat> find it. Oh, cap. I'm, I'm trying to. Oh, yeah. He, he said this. Yeah. After he said the bottom six, you look at our bottom six for some reason, pieces haven't fit. We try to give the coaches the options we can give them. We are in a tight cap situation, which we're trying to rectify here. We're in a tight cap situation which we're trying to rectify here. Gee, who, who did this? We're trying to find the guy who did this meme here. I don't know, Ian's. who did it? Was it A, Brian Burke, B, Ron Hackstall, C, me, D, my 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 German Shepherd dog here who's taking, a, who's taking a nap on my sofa? It's not my dog. It's not me. It's not Brian Burke. I don't even know what he does. <laughs> but, you know... It's your fault, Ron, that, that that you have salary cap problems. Hi, Teddy. I know. I got a little fired up about that. Again, he didn't have to sign Jan Ruda. He didn't have to sign Brock McGinn. He didn't have to sign Kasperi Kaepernick. He didn't have to sign Jeff Carter. It's his fault. Obviously, I understand, you know, not every deal is going to work out in your favor. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. He said that during his press conference, yada, yada, yada. But again, it's kind of your fault. It, it is your fault, Ron. That you should not be in this much cap hell right now. When and I apologize for this last night, Malkin and Latang are making six million. I said seven point one last night. Apologies on that. Just had a little bit of a brain fart. And Winston's making eight point seven. Like, what what are we doing here, man? Like, what, what the hell are we doing here? Like, it's just you know a whole lot of nothing. Burger, I think, from that Hextall press conference. Other than they're going to be buyers of the deadline, even that's risky. He thinks they have what it takes to make the playoffs. We'll see. I'm not confident in it right now. That's for sure. But yeah, I think that's really all I have to say about Ron Hexall. I will say real quickly here before we go to our final commercial break, did see the article about uh, Jacob Tricklin, Trickrin, excuse me, my overall thoughts. <clears throat> it makes sense for the Penguins because I think, you know, I've, I've read a few places that they want a long-term left-handed solution uh, for their defense. Well, Jacob Tricklin is not a number one defenseman. You know, he scores a lot of goals, which I think overrates him a little bit. I think he's a strong number two on a cup contender, you know, good in his own zone, but I don't think he's close to a number one that people are making him out to be. I actually understand why Ron Hextall is balking at that asking price. Two first round picks plus a lot more for him. I think that's a little much even for me. <clears throat> I also understand because 2025, 2026, we're what, two, three years away from now. You know, how bad is the team going to be at that point? You know, th- those could be lottery picks. For all we know. So I understand that to a degree. Now, Pierre Lebrun did say in his rumblings blog today that the Penguins are very much in the trick of the, the uh, chicken sweepstakes. So we'll have to see what happens there. 
But I understand why Hextall balked at it. But also, I think what Raw was trying to paint there seems to be a little bit of friction between the head coach and the general manager. And I've heard a couple from a couple people that Mike Sullivan's not the biggest fan of this GM. So that there would kind of imply that. Just saying. Um, obviously, it would make sense. I think, you know, getting an, a strong left-handed D is a big need for this team. But right now, I think maybe getting another goalie and getting some help for the bottom six is, you know, even more prudent for the general manager than a defenseman. You know, maybe you can get, you know, say, you know, you want to get the defenseman now, wait till the summer to get your new third-line center goalie. Okay, sure, you can make that argument. But, you know, I'd rather just do it now and get someone on term, to be honest. You know, and, and in terms of rentals, you know, I think that kind of almost snacks them out of the goalie market, to be honest. I don't really see them getting a goalie at this point. But, you know, that's all I really have to say on that. Coming up to end the show, we're going to preview the game against the St. Louis Blues and how the Penguins can sweep the season series against them. That's all coming up right after this commercial break. All right, we're back in this episode of the Lockdown Penguins podcast. I am, of course, your host, Hunter Hodes. You want to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Eleanor Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So Penguins Blues, Saturday, 3.30 p.m. Start time. We will find out if Captain will get claimed um, at about 2 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday. That is how waivers go. Um, real okay, real quickly here. This is a this is a big story. So Warner Bros. Discovery. Um, it sounds like they want out of the regional sports network business. They are they own. AT&T Sportsnet. Yeah, so they operate them in Denver, Houston, and Pittsburgh, and they have minority stake in the Root Sports Channel in Seattle. And they apparently, they have until March 31st to reach an agreement to take the rights back. If they cannot reach those deals, uh, the channel is eventually planning to move forward with Channel 7 liquidation filling, or filing, excuse me. I don't really know what that means. Um, <clears throat> I guess it means maybe that um, you're just, the channel is going to cease to exist or something. I have to do some more research on that, but um that's that that is not good to say the least um the penguins may have to find a potential other you know how do i want to say this i think they're gonna have to find a different company or channel to really just broadcast their games for regional hopefully maybe that ends the, the blackout restrictions but that's not the first company that's really been dealing with this valley sports group the company that owns them they're going bankrupt that's gonna affect a lot of teams going forward um this is not ideal at all so and that also would affect the pittsburgh pirates as well they are their games are also on at&t sports now. so um <clears throat> definitely definitely not good there you know maybe <laughs> you know espn plus subscriptions for everyone i think at this point anyways penguins blues on saturday 3 30 p.m start time nationally televised game on abc and hulu espn plus um, I don't think it's going to be on AT&T Sportsnet. <clears throat> um, so this is a nationally televised game. Blues come into this game. You know, they're they're ice cold. Craig Berube called out his team in a big way on Friday night. Basically he said, he goes, I think, you know, just go ask them. I don't think the top players care after their latest loss. Whoo, it's a bad time to be a Blues fan right now. That's a team that is really struggling. They just traded O'Reilly and Tarasenko. <clears throat> Torian Bennington is a crybaby every night. Despite that, though, this is still a team that can hurt you. Brandon Saad, Robert Thomas, Jordan Cairo in your top line. Thomas and Cairo are two players that the Blues are going to build around. Very, very good players. Barbashev, Braden Shannon, Pavel Buchnevitz. Strong top six, even without O'Reilly and Tarasenko. Sammy Blade, Logan Brown, Josh Levo, Tyler Pitlick, Nathan Walker, 
and then Alexei Torposhenko to round out their fourth line. Nick Letty, Colton Pareko on the defense. Marco Scandella, Justin Falk, Tyler Tucker, and Robert Bartuzzo. Goaltending-wise, Hamas Christ and Jordan Bennington. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, we'll have to see. I think probably Bennington is going to start there. You know, Penguins got to get in his grill like they did last time. Uh, he is such a baby, man. I, I, I have... I have respect for almost every player in this league. I have no respect for him. He is an absolute baby. I've never seen a guy talk so much smack outside of maybe Eli Apple, if we're comparing sports, and be so mid at his position. He's the the absolute definition of mid. And for those that maybe are a little older that don't know what that means, just perfectly average. Um, You know, get under his his skin. You know, he's very easy to get rattled up. Um, But the Penguins, you know, they blew out this Blues team last time in Pittsburgh. That game was not even close. Um, at all. Uh, Penguins, if they can rectify what they did there, get pucks in um, deep, really forecheck aggressively. Defensemen need to, you know, just stop giving up on rushes if the goaltending can improve a little bit and also just show some freaking effort. It really, it really does not get any more simple than that. Teddy, you are really just panting your butt off over there. I don't know why. I guess you're getting excited that the Penguins have a big game tomorrow. I think she is, guys. So, yeah, I mean, it, honestly, the keys for winning this game for the Penguins, it's pretty simple. Play better, play a lot better than you did on Thursday against the Oilers. Another big one for me. Um, you know, just show some fight, show some spirits. Act like these points mean something to you. Getting some depth scoring, that would be so huge right now as Ron Hextall figures out what he wants to do for the bottom six. They can get someone from down there to score. I don't care if it's Josh Archibald. I don't care if it's freaking Jeff Carter. I don't care if it's Brock McGinn. It would be really nice if he did anything because he hasn't had a point in 24 straight games at this point. That would be so huge. And again, getting to Bennington. He's been really bad this season. You're playing a Blues team that has sold. They may make a move at the deadline for Timo Meyer just because they don't believe in long rebuilds. That's just not who they are. Um, that's really all I'm looking at at this point. When it comes to this game, the Penguins have won four out of their last five games against the Blues. Coming into this one, they've also won 15 of 25 games against the Western Conference this season. This will be one of their last games against the West team. I believe after this, they have two against Nashville, one against Dallas, and I think that might be it. Oh, no, no, excuse me. One more um, against Chicago. I think after that, they do not have any other games left against the Western Conference. I'm going that based off my memory. Um, oh, no. One more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got one more again. Yeah. Dallas, Chicago, Nashville for Blues 5. I think that's it. Pretty. I'm, pr- I'm going based off my memory again. I'm pretty sure that's it. Though. Um, but I think this wraps up today's episode of Locked on Penguins podcast. You know, I know a little small, small preview there. But, yeah, I think that's really all I have to say. As always, thank you all so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. I'll be back with another episode on Monday as we have a big week coming up in terms of content. We'll recap both games this weekend, get into some trade stuff, have some guests on for next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Keep it right here on Locked on Penguins. As always, thank you all so much for listening. Have a great weekend. Have so much fun. We'll see what the Penguins can do this weekend as they try to get some much-needed points in terms of playoff positioning. Talk to you all soon.